Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. What do eight bags of concrete mix, a cooler full of 30-pound sea bass, and a 10-inch compound miter saw have in common? They're all things that are easier to load in and out of the bed of the new F-150. Thanks to its new available pro-access tailgate, that's also a swing gate. The new 2024 Ford F-150. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024. Pro-access tailgate available starting spring 2024. Cargo and load capacity limited by weight and weight distribution. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. If you have any questions, because lately he's getting a ton, Florio's getting a ton of emails about, you? about me. Mm. And he literally had so many yesterday that he sent a few through text and wrote on the bottom, F*** my life, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So Florio at ProFootballTalk.com. Anything you got to say about Sims, send it to him. Send it or to and Mike. send it to my Twitter, too. I like it. But let's do both. Let's piss off Florio while we're, we're doing it. He's my secretary. I prefer the term administrative assistant. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, the, that's the term you want. Sorry. You're I got a couple it. stray emails last night that I didn't quite understand why someone was gratuitously out of the blue commenting about you. It felt a little forced. I thought it was a residual effect of one of the recent shows here where I lamented the fact that people are sending me comments questions suggestions mandates for you i didn't realize that you're also stirring the pot through the chris sims unbuttoned podcast well that just started you know and i'll continue to stir it now that you've made a thing of it it's kind of fun it really is i mean yeah Yeah, your secretary assistant work wife you know really any of them we're work, you, so it's all it's we're all getting good. You an email address <laughs> we're getting you an email address or i'm gonna dox you i'm just gonna give out your home address and your <laughs> oh, cell <no>. phone number <laughs> thank you don't do that you know if it was just me at home that's fine but don't do that to my wife and kids i, I i'm okay with me but it's it's them don't don't torture them please don't just remember just remember <laughs> remember the words to live by gate at the bottom of the hill shotgun at the top that is a great one. I know. I might get that sign on my driveway just to let people know before they come up. <laughs> make sure make sure Judge Judy knows yeah. to tread lightly. <laughs> Definitely. You seen Judge Judy lately? You know what? I, uh, I I actually saw her driving down the street the other day in, there, in her Rolls Royce, actually, which is, is a sight to see. Wait. So I did. She borrowed your Rolls Royce? <laughs> yeah, right. I wish. Uh, as I've told you, I am the poorest person maybe in town and definitely on my street, okay? 
okay? I'm in that old, you know, farmhouse that you've seen before from last year at COVID. But, uh, yeah, it's a funny sight to see her behind that big car, that wheel, and it's just like a little a little head sticking up uh, from, a, from a, you know, an older lady. So it's funny. Uh, all right. <laughs> I, I had, I had uh, absolutely no idea that we would be talking about Judge Judy today, hey. but I did remember that she's your neighbor. You need to take her a cake. Or, or 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 some cookies or some brownies. <laughs> oh, maybe. that would be good. <laughs> so then, what? The Active judge could throw me in jail. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, great. No it's thanks. It's legal, right? You're fine. Uh, yeah, no, she's it's, not a real judge. It, you understand? She's not a real. I judge. do. I do she realize that. TV. Yes, thank you. Yes, it's it's. She may have been period. a judge at some point, but not anymore. Right. No. Now she's just a master class teacher and talker and uh, like like life coach. That's why that's why she's fun to watch. All right, uh, let's get to it. Let's PFT do it. Live. Hopefully it's fun for you and not painful to watch and listen on Peacock, Sirius XM 211. I've gotten plenty of complaints this week that we're not on NBCSN. Folks, ha- have you not been around Royal Ascot? We stand down Come on. for the Royal Ascot. Anytime there's an actual sporting event on NBCSN, we take a break. We're still here for you, and if you miss it on Peacock, you can watch it on demand. You can listen on Sirius XM 211. You can check out the podcast. Wherever the podcasts are gotten, I still don't know where. They're everywhere. There's no excuse. You, you can find us if you want to find us That's right. that way, and, and you can find me by email, apparently, any time you want as well. <laughs> you, you, you can, as yes, as Pete says, you can either see horses' asses here, or you can see the horses' asses on NBCSN between <laughs> well nine and eleven. I don't even know when. It, I don't even know when it's on NBCSN. The the horses' asses, those horses, at literal horses' asses. I know that we're on seven and nine every day. All right, let's get to the news, and and this falls into one of those po- polarizing, yeah, unintentionally political buckets right. where you know we got to fight about everything. We can't get on the same page about anything. In this country. It's depressing. It's sad. It is. Sad! Exclamation point. But that's where we are. And it intrudes upon the NFL, and people are going to complain. Why are you talking about it? Well, we're talking about it because it's one of the top stories right now in the National Football League. Because the NFL and the NFLPA, Chris, have have finalized. And nothing's ever final until it's actually implemented. And even then, it can be changed. But for now, they have finalized the procedures for COVID-19 protocols. 2021 training camp, preseason, regular season, and there is a clear dividing line. Those who have been vaccinated, those who have not been vaccinated. And surprise, surprise, if you make the quote-unquote personal choice to not be vaccinated, it's still 2020 for you. Yeah. You're still subject to the same requirements. Up your nose with a rubber hose every morning right. for a test mask on in the facility all the things that applied last year apply this year if you choose to get fully vaccinated if you get it accomplished before the start of training camp you get treated differently and that's just the way it is you know a lot of a lot of unvaccinated players pissed off about this sorry guys that's the way it is yeah what, what do you want joe mixon went a little cuckoo on Right. Social media yesterday yeah. over this. Mad yeah. at the NFLPA. What do you what do you want, Joe? Do you want the guys who were vaccinated to be tested every day and have masks on every day and not be allowed to congregate outside the facility? Is that fairness? I mean, what, what I, I don't understand what he wants. Or does he want no restrictions to apply to anyone, even the ones who aren't vaccinated? It really is odd to me, Chris, but 
This was inevitable. Yeah. yeah. This is as, as, if guys aren't going to get vaccinated, there's going to be guys who get a little upset when they realize the ones who choose to get vaccinated are going to have an easier time of it this year. Way easier, let alone like these aren't even the regular season protocols and all of that. And, you know, who knows if what what the close contact protocols will be, whether you're vaccinated or not vaccinated, or if you do test for positive for COVID somehow, some way, and you've been vaccinated, those rules might be a lot easier. You know, two negative tests and three days of, you know, being away from everybody and you're good to go, right? I mean, that's some of the stuff they do in the NBA right now with that type of stuff with vaccinated players. So even that would be less as well if that happened. But like, I, I mean, Mike, listen, this, it goes back to the beginning of time when we started COVID, right? It, what, what was the first thing I said to you about NFL players and COVID, right? It they was, don't care about it. They don't give a damn about it. They don't. And, and I think that's, you know, that's an issue, obviously, that they're fighting through in the NFL right now. And the big thing is to where you talk to players where you want to go, wait, don't you want to play? Don't you want your money? Don't you want to be at your best and, you know, know that you had all the advantages and didn't have to, you know, have the disadvantages of all, you know, limited people in the weight room because you're not vaccinated and everything else. You know, don't you want that? And, of course, put your team in the best uh, position to succeed as well. That's where, you know, me as a guy, as an ex-player, and I will say have not been vaccinated yet and going to on Tuesday. I have my appointment, all right? I've been hesitant. But, yeah, it's the right thing to do. It's the best thing for society right now. And I think players who are these alpha males and healthy and young, they just think, let me fight it naturally. But – it's not the best thing for the league, their careers, and really society at this point. But regardless of whether they believe, and they do, yeah. that, that it's not going to affect them, that right. they can fight it off if they should get it, the idea that if you get it, and we, we have countless stories from last season where yeah. guys get it, no symptoms. Cam Newton, no symptoms. It, it, it didn't let him still play in that Monday night game against the Kansas City Chiefs. He still wasn't allowed to play. Right. So you, you've you got this very simple up or down, yes or no test result. And if it's yes, you can't play. And I understand if you're vaccinated and you still test positive, but but still, the, it's it's it is it's going to be a different reality if you're vaccinated and because what you're it not going to be tested every day. That's the other side of it too. Right. You if you if you're not vaccinated every day, you're rolling the dice on whether or not you come back positive. If you're vaccinated, you're not rolling the dice every single day. It's going to be harder to even get flagged and end up in the protocol. But my point is this. You know, we've talked over the years about Toradol and PEDs and all this crap that players yeah. will take, right. ingest, have injected into their bodies to allow them to play. Sure. That's the thing that is that is amazing to me. Yeah. That that for them, the water's edge of things they'll put in their bodies to allow them to ensure they're going to play football is this vaccine. Well, it, 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 the other ones are performance-related, right? So that's where it's a little different. This is perf- well, I know. You could argue it is. Yeah, because it allows you to perform. It's yeah. like Toradol allows you to perform. Yeah, I mean, you're, it's certainly going to allow you to perform maybe at your highest level. You're right. And not have that worry of, like, yeah, will I test no. positive? You, 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 you take off the table the possibility that you will arbitrarily be yanked out of the locker room and told you can't go back for 10 days. Yeah, that, 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 that's, that's right. That's a pretty strong performance enhancer. No, let alone, you know, you brought up Cam Newton and all that. And 
we saw that he was not the same after it. He talked about the cloudiness and the brain and all those type of things. And then the one thing, if you, you know, you continue to look at the, the research here, even though I'm not like the most yes vaccine guy in the world, the, the one thing you can't really argue is, of course, less deaths and less extreme cases, you know, and from that standpoint, too, as a player, you know, here you are, you only got a few number of years to play in the NFL, get your money. Do you really want to roll the dice on maybe missing four game checks? And who knows what that is, depending on the player, a million dollars, four million dollars. I don't know. Just to not get vaccinated, that's where, you know, I come back to no matter how you feel, I, I, I just would tell players, come on, this is, this is one where, you know, this is the right thing to do for yourself, your team, your teammates, society, everything about it says, you know, go that direction. And I appreciate the clarification from earlier. I misspoke. These aren't the regular season protocols yet, but we know yeah. which way the wind is right. blowing. Yeah. It's, not like, it's not like they're going to say Labor Day weekend, you know what, we've just decided to get rid of any and all protocols. It's open season, vaccinated or non-vaccinated. Just come on in. Show it. No, there's still going to be a distinction, and it's a safe bet that the distinction you just saw on the screen. We've got the full story at PFT with all the different things, and it's 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 as simple as last year still applies if you're not vaccinated, and 2019 rules are in effect if you are. It's pretty much that that that's the distinction. It's going to be a huge difference in reality, and I, I think what they're trying to get the players to do, and maybe Joe Mixon is working his way through anger, denial, bargaining, depression, acceptance. And if he can accelerate that quickly enough, he can get himself fully vaccinated before the start of camp. They want guys to understand, and I think come to their own conclusion, I should probably get the vaccine. Before they get tossed into the gears of this and have to live it, this is out there now. This is the flag. This is the sign. This is the warning. Here's how your life is going to be if you show up at training camp not fully vaccinated. And some guys are going to be upset when they realize it. Because here's the thing, Chris. We've known which way the wind is blowing here for months. But we pay attention to it. The players don't. Yeah, that's right. They just don't. Right. They don't follow the, 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 the day -to -day. nuances yeah. and the details of the day-to-day -day news cycle. They just don't do it. Kirk Morrison told me that recently. I, he's got a radio show on ESPN's LA affiliate. And, you know, when you, he said when you're playing, you really don't follow it closely. And then when you're not playing and you're in the media, you do. You just do. And, uh, you know, there are guys in every locker room right now who are focused on wrapping up the offseason program and whatever they're going to do over the next month. And they're not thinking about what, and, and they, they have no sense of what the rules are going to be. And yesterday they got the cold splash of water in right, their face. Right. And, and I think a lot of guys probably felt the way Joe Mixon did. No, I, I think so. Yeah. I think there's a lot of players that are unaware of, you know, where this is going. And, you know, you, you make up the, you make the point of like, yeah, guys are going to be upset when they get to training camp and they're not vaccinated and all those type of things. You know, also I just point to it like, Man, don't you want your some of your civil liberties back too? I, I I can't lie. One of the things that's gonna you know hurry me up to getting the vac the vaccine is looking at other guys here at work who are vaccinated. They got no masks. They don't have to worry about certain protocols coming in the building. They don't have to do that every day. You know, I'm still wearing my mask around and stuff like that. That's just annoying in itself. Let alone I'm not gonna have to go through NFL protocols and the things they're gonna do. So. 
you know, again, I think it is a little bit of lack of information. You got alpha males who are young and healthy and feel like they'd rather just have this naturally or, or deal with it naturally in their natural immune system and all those type of things. But I just don't think they're realizing the limitations it's going to put on their football career and some of the repercussions that could possibly happen. You know, you know whether it is missed games because of failed test or, you know, again, we've seen you know, players like Raquel, right, Raquel Thompson, right? The running back from the Jacksonville Jaguars, Armstead, excuse me, Thompson, I'm saying. Raquel Armstead, who missed a whole year of last year because of COVID and those things. So, you know, there's a lot of a lot of things, I think, to point the players into saying, hey, even if you don't love the idea of the vaccination, which I don't either, I think there's more positives than negatives when, when it's all said and done, and especially as it applies to their careers. You know, I, I thought about you last week yeah. on the issue of the vaccine and whether or not you were going to do it, because if you got any plans on making the rounds at training camps this year, you ain't getting in if you're no, vaccinated. I know. Yeah. Media's not getting in. Right. And and so, you know, the, the players think they're being treated unfairly because they still have these limitations. Anyone in the media who has decided that, you know, on whatever basis, yeah. from the legitimate to the ridiculously kooky, it puts magnetic crystals in your body. Well, that's, yeah, whatever that's, your basis. If, right. if you choose not to do it, you ain't getting in as media. You're just not getting in, period. So uh, that that's part of this as well. Here, here's Mike Zimmer, Vikings head coach, meeting with reporters yesterday when he, he laid pretty uh, bluntly, as he tends to do, yeah. the realities for the players who choose not to get vaccinated. We're just trying to educate these guys, you know, they have to make their own decisions. Um, you know, the unvaccinated players are going to have a harder time in, in the season. They're going to be wearing masks. Uh, they'll have to social distance. You know, they, they'll have daily testing. They won't be able to go go home for bye week. Um, they'll have to come back here and test every day. Uh, when we go on the road, they won't be able to um, to go out to dinner with anybody. Um, they'll have to travel on buses differently, uh, travel on planes differently. So, you know, the meetings will be, you know, they'll, some, a lot of the meetings will be virtual like this is here. And so there's not, not only this, the safety part of getting vaccinated, but as far as being part of a football team and um, it's just gonna be so much easier, you know, like, like with me, for instance, you know, I don't have to wear a mask, I, you know, we have staff meeting the other day. We got, you know, everybody's in the same room. We can sit there and talk as opposed to trying to do this like we're doing here. And, um, you know, I, I know you guys know I don't really like doing all the media stuff, but I'd much rather be sitting in a room talking to you than looking up at this camera and then looking down at you. Can you lobby to the PA to make that happen for us? Because your voice carries a lot stronger than ours does. <laughs> um, you know, quite honest, Courtney, I think uh, I'm more inclined to help the players the best I can than you. Have a good day. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. that's a good answer, though. I like it. Oh, you got to love Mike Zimmer. And, love and that's the thing. They are trying to help the players. Yeah. And, and this is a delicate balance because most coaches are wired to get right in your face and tell you how it is. I'm reminded of the scene from Remember the Titans when Denzel Washington 
is telling the guy football isn't fun. Zero fun, sir. I mean, you tell him how it is yeah. from day one. Right. This is how it is. And it's got to be so counterintuitive for guys like Mike Zimmer, Bruce Arians, Mike Tomlin, although, you know, Tomlin's still telling them how it is. And, oh, by the way, the Steelers are all vaccinated. <laughs> but, you know, so some, of them have, some of them have a greater degree of gifts than others when it comes to telling players how it is. Yeah. But for some of them, you got to be careful because you don't, if, if you swing and miss on this, you got a fractured locker room. Sure. And you got guys there who, who all of a sudden, they're not going to listen to you on that. And maybe they're not going to listen to you on other things. No doubt about it. it, it you got to. I, I feel like as a coach, you got to approach it from like the education process, like you're talking about. You know, like Mike Zimmer has talked about. Help these guys out. If you sound like you're, you know, Napoleon or Mussolini, and you're telling, like, yelling at guys yeah. and doing all that. I'm still. I don't think. I think Mike Tomlin. All he has to do because he knows how to connect with each individual. And he sure. said he's developing that personal relationship. Right. with Dwayne Haskins as they possibly find their future quarterback you know on on not even on waivers just available hey you get him for the minimum but uh I think he's got that gift where he can oh. walk up to these guys and just tell them how it is and tell them what they need to do and they're gonna do it no doubt about it or he spreads word through the captains of the team who he knows are wired like he is or whatever and hey you better tell these dudes they better get their vaccinations if they want to be all in practice and get on this team and that type of stuff like Word will spread the right way. You're right. And he's got the magic touch. Also, where I think, you know, uh, as long as you're not too preachy and just, you know, forcing it on people too, the other thing that I think is interesting, at least to where the coaches can win over players that are skeptical or on the fence, a lot of the coaches didn't want to get vaccinated. I mean, I think you know that. You've heard a lot enough stories, at least I have. You know, I know there's some that, but I think there was a lot more resistance than we even actually know of, but they realize like, wait, this is what I got to do. This is what I got to do for work. A lot of those coaches are, are wired like the players are in that way, where it's just like, I don't care about COVID. I'm a tough man. I play football and do that. But they did it for the better of their life, the team, everything like that. And maybe that could help the players too. You're speaking to a, a, a deeper issue here. That yeah that crosses the lines of sport into society at large. And, and I, this is a real question. Yeah. When did, when did we become right. a nation of five-year-olds who don't like being told what's good for us? Like, wh why is it that when you tell someone what's good for them now, it's acceptable to say, well, I'm not doing it. Well, but, but you need to, well, I'm not doing it. I'm not, don't tell me, don't act like, you know, I like, but, but you're being you're acting like you're five years old. Like I I don't understand that, Chris. Why all of a sudden that's just the way it is? You got to tread lightly. I I I made this observation on Twitter sure. last week. Sure. That it takes courage to speak truth to power, and nowadays it takes even more courage to speak truth to stupid. That was a great tweet. I love that. It was one of your best uh, of of recent memory. Yeah. That's a low bar. Well, that's a low <laughs> bar. But but, I mean, I, I hear you. But this is it's also about, you know, it's a deeper issue too. people have been scorned by the pharmaceutical industry. I know we've talked about that. So there are people that don't totally trust it all the way. I'm one that is a little bit of no trust. OK, and a little bit of, yes, I'm young and I'm blood type. Oh, and I, I'm a little bit of the thought of I'd like to do it, you know, naturally in those type of things as well. And. 
you know, also, I was also kind of just like, well, maybe there's going to be another variant and maybe they're going to come out with a better vaccine. I was, I was kind of one of those guys. I'm not anti-vax. I just was kind of like that. Like, let me wait a little longer and see. But I realize the writing's on the wall. You see the evidence right now, you know, through the CDC numbers, the numbers going down with deaths, hospitalization rates, all those type of things, especially in the vaccinated states. And you see in the states that are not vaccinated, it's the opposite. So like, that's where I would preach to players like, come on, it's time to just, you know, jump on the bandwagon. I know it's not perfect and you might not like it, but it's it's the best thing to do here. There was like one of the most obvious news blurbs I've ever seen over the weekend that uh, breaking COVID cases up in those who aren't vaccinated, COVID cases down in those who are. <laughs> Gee, thanks. But maybe that's the kind of simplicity it takes to bust through the shell. And look, I think that this is all a product of the algorithms that are fed to people by their social media. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And it's a, it's a longstanding overtime right. brainwashing. It is. That skews us in these two separate directions. Whoever's behind it, the Russians, someone else, space aliens. They're winning. I don't know. They're winning. But they're winning. They are. They're, because they're, they, they know how to to find the people who are predisposed to behave a certain way, feed them over and over again with only the slant on reality yeah. that that that, that they've been clicking on, right? Yeah. And it just creates this divide where it's impossible to tell people the way it is because yeah. for the same reason that you or I would say to someone, "Why don't you see the obvious truth?" their response would be, "Why don't you see the obvious truth?" And good luck bridging that gap. Um, another truth that we're dealing with in the world of vaccinations intersecting with the NFL. Right. The philosophical question of whether or not it's anyone's business that a player has or hasn't been vaccinated. Yeah. Let's hear from some of the quarterbacks yesterday on both sides of the vaccination question, talking about or not talking about whether or not they've received the shots. I haven't talked to, to too many people about it. Uh, you know, there's a small group of guys that have, have been vaccinated and I've been vaccinated. And, um, you know, I, I thought uh, if it's if it's available and, and to be able to do all these things, it, it helped me in the long run. And, um, you know, I, I think it's better for everyone. And, and but it's it's up to everyone. So it's their opinion. And, um, you know, I, I think it's a tough situation regardless. Well, you know, just like everyone in the society is, you know, it's their decisions, stuff like that. Um, keeping that to themselves. Uh, but, you know, I feel we do a great job here of, you know, taking the vaccine and keep staying away from COVID and stuff like that, follow the right preparation and stuff for that, and staying away from the outside to the people attra that's attracting it. And we just got to keep it going because no one, I haven't been hearing about any breakouts. So just like, you know, like last year, the previous year before this one, with all the stuff that was going on, people catching it left and right, I haven't been hearing about it. So I feel like this year has been doing great. Everyone been doing a great job at it. Just keep going. And that's just a personal uh Thing with, with everyone on the team and you know no matter what people decide to do we're going to make it we're going to make it work you know, whichever way so look lamar jackson justin herbert also kirk cousins yesterday their attitude was i'm not talking about whether or not i got vaccinated now some of lamar jackson's comments mildly ironic given the outbreak the ravens had yeah last year uh, no, no, the, the Ravens did not do a great job and, and it was impossible to do a 100% job of keeping it out of the building. Right. And, and it's still going to be an issue for the guys who aren't vaccinated, but you know, Justin Herbert 
he made it clear he's been vaccinated. He talks to teammates. He's got a biology degree from Oregon about the vaccine. And even then, you know, you're not going to change guys' minds because they're not actively looking. There, there was a, a report recently that I think it was Albert Breer of SI.com. One general manager said that the team got more questions about Toradol, far more questions about Toradol than about the vaccine yeah. in the same period of time because yeah. the NFLPA's recommended even more restricted use of Toradol. But Chris, he, he, you know, I, I've seen some in the media try to shout down anyone who would ask players whether or not they've been vaccinated. This goes directly to your potential availability. It's no different than any other injury or health condition that could keep you off the field. It's fair game. If you're going to play in the NFL, you can't say, well, my, these are my personal medical records. No, it's have you been vaccinated or have you not? Because I, we need to know. We need to know. We the people who follow the sport, the people who root for the teams, the people who have fantasy football teams with money on the line legally, the people who bet on games legally or illegally, they need to know. They need to know who to worry about. They need to know who's who's going to be available and who's not going to be available potentially, and it's a fair question. And, yeah, it doesn't matter if you don't test positive, but I think it's a fair question for everyone. And I, I, I've asked the league – Will there be lists published of who's vaccinated and who's not? They haven't responded to me yet. Yeah, well, they're uh, still figuring but this I think out. But I think it's fair. I think it's fair for everyone to know who's been vaccinated and who hasn't been. Yeah, it, I, it, that's a tough one. I, I mean, I, it really is. Now, the NFL, yeah, they could do whatever they want. They could set their own rules. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, uh, it's hard to tell people what to do and what to put into their body. It is. I do have compassion for that. You know, but, so, but 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 the separate from that, whether or not they do it, yeah, whether or not they do it should be fair game from an information standpoint. This is a sport that's founded on transparency and information, especially as it relates to availability. And it's no different than talking about someone's ankle or and, and I heard somebody argued last night. Well, this is not football related. Well, if someone's got the flu, if someone has appendicitis, if someone has some other condition that affects their ability to potentially play, it's still fair game. There's no medical secrets. If you're going to play professional football, there are no medical secrets. You can't all of a sudden start throwing HIPAA around, even though HIPAA has no application here whatsoever. Yeah. doesn't stop people from throwing it around. No, this is part of what you sign up for. And I don't like playing that card. This is what you sign up for. But what this goes with the territory. There are no secrets. Chris, when you had your spleen out, you do a press conference talking all about your spleen and yeah. spleen this and spleen that. Right. And you talk about the surgery and your recovery. Right. It's an open book. That's the way it works in the NFL. It, it is. It's hard to argue that point 100%. Now, I mean, I don't know if they need to, like, send out a list to say you're available or not, but, like, or, or like, oh, hey, you know, the game's over and we're going to talk to Zach Wilson on Zoom and he's in the next room, then obviously we know he hasn't been vaccinated. I mean, I mean that's that's the way I think that can go down without the NFL maybe pissing the players off by, like, sending out a list to just go, hey, here, media, here's all the guys that aren't vaccinated. They're kind of just going to let you figure out through the rules and protocols of the, of the game and everything that way. So that's where it's interesting. You know, the players, everything that you talk, you've talked about, there's misinformation, you know, there's a lot of that. Players are confused. They're alpha males also in the fact that they, like I said, they don't give a damn about COVID. They think they could do that. They see the news of, you know, some teams who have been vaccinated had outbreaks or Chris Paul recently who's, you know, vaccinated and he's now in a protocol for the NBA during the playoffs and might not be able to play. So, like, I think all of these things are leading some of these young, these are young men for the most part, 
to be a little bit hesitant about the whole thing. And they're kind of trying to take this all into account and figure out what to do. But, you know, as you're saying, the NFL makes the rules here. That's, that's, that's the way it is. And they're going to have to figure out how easy or hard they want to make life for themselves in this 2021 season. Well, and part of it, too, is, and we touched on this earlier, the influences around you, the teammates, the coaches, family members, it can become like, a stew of conflicting right. signals and messages, and it puts the individual sometimes in a tough spot. If you've got a parent or a spouse or a loved one who is strongly anti-vaccine and is constantly saying, don't you get that shot, don't you get that shot, and you're, you're getting the pressure from coach team leader, trainer, et cetera, yeah. you probably should get the shot. That That's going to create some real havoc for that person. Yeah, I, it is. It's definitely going to cause havoc for that person. There's no doubt. And here, you know, listen, I understand there's there's still unknowns out there a little bit. Like, I, I, do, I, I do wonder this, right? But like the Chris Paul situation, I don't know how aware you are. Fully vaccinated, did everything the right way, all of that. But somehow is in the protocol, like – I, I I mean, I don't know where I'm going with this. I, I basically... I'm, I don't know enough about what's going on yeah, in the NBA to even know how he got flagged. Matter. That's right. what I'm curious about. How do you even get Because flagged? they're still getting but tested even they're vaccinated. And see, that's the other thing where I yeah. wanted to go with it. Well, how do we know all these people that are vaccinated still don't have the sickness and can pass it along? Those are things we don't know yet. Now, obviously, maybe it's not being passed along quite as aggressively. But, I mean, I see people who have colds right now and I go... Uh, do, do you know if it's COVID? And they're like, well, I've been vaccinated. I want to go, well, did you get tested? Because, I mean, yeah, we're, you could also argue and go, yeah, we've been vaccinated, but people aren't being tested the same way anymore either. They're also just going, well, I've been vaccinated. I don't know what I have right now. I'm cold. I'm coughing, but I've been vaccinated. Who cares? And that's some of the things I've heard some players talk about through social media, too. And it's just another interesting case that I think, you know, it's to think about. Well, and you know what? As you say that, I'm multitasking. Good. I'm, I'm asking the league what the procedure is going to be for testing the vaccinated players because all we know from yesterday is there won't be daily testing. Right. I'm but asking, be will they be tested right? at all? Yeah. What is the mechanism, if any, for them to be flagged as yeah. being COVID It's positive? an interesting uh, thing, and, and it, I, I didn't mean to bring up something you didn't know about the Chris Paul thing and all no, that, but it I just is interesting. I didn't know uh, what the – yeah. I knew about – Chris Paul, because right. I wrote about it yesterday, the fact that he tested positive and he's out indefinitely yeah. could be something that prompts NFL players to say, I don't want that to happen to me. Now, it complicates things when he was vaccinated. Yeah, I know. But uh, if if they're not going to test the guys who are vaccinated, it ain't going to happen. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. That's, right. the, that's the ultimate litmus test. You can't fail a test you don't take. Right. So uh, that's what we'll find out. And and, and here's how it goes. I've, I've said this before, so I don't think I'm going to get myself in trouble for saying it again. I'll send a question to the league. Sometimes they respond right away. Sometimes I got to ask two or three times. And they probably know me well enough to know that I've got a sufficiently short attention span that I'll forget about it and I'll move on. And now <laughs> that I sit here and think about it, there have been a few questions I've asked in the past week that I forgot about and they never answered. We'll see We'll see what kind of answer we get on this one. But this is one that's going to fall into the category of I'm going to keep asking yeah, until I get an answer because I think it's an important one yeah. to know the answer to. Yeah, I agreed. It's something, listen, I'd, I'd like to know more about, certainly just as a guy that's sitting here learning more about it. But, you know, hey, to button all this up and everything like that, man, as an NFL player, wow, you're rolling the dice. That's all I could say. And I'm not a guy that's been like, yeah, go get the vaccine this second right now. I'm, I'm just saying from an ex-player, been around it my whole life, Everything that looks like it's been put in place, 
You hear the coaches, how hard it was to communicate last year, all the bad things and annoying things, let alone like lack of camaraderie. I can't go, we're going to go play in a game and I can't fly with the team. I got to go on the, you know, the other plane with like the non-vaccinated guys and not be with you guys when you go out to eat maybe and all that. that that's enough to make me get vaccinated if I'm a player. I need the camaraderie of the team, the life, the, the life and soul of the team. That's what gets you going as a football player. And uh, that, that's really, I think, the thing that would bother me more than anything. And that's why there's a very real competitive component to this. There is. The teams that get the mm-hmm. higher concentration of players vaccinated will have a more normal reality. And the camaraderie will be greater. And they'll be unified. And they'll be together. And those walls won't be there like there were last year. And you could say the walls will be even worse this year because you've got two different classes of players. At least last year, everybody was in the same yeah, boat. Yeah, that's right. This year, you're going to have you're going to have the vaccinated who are in first class, and you're going to have the unvaccinated in coach, and the guys in coach are going to resent the ones in first class, even though the ticket to the yeah. first class cabinet yeah, right. is free. Right. <laughs> you know, anyone can have it. And it's not there's nothing funny about it, although there are parts of it that are like like, why is this so complicated? But it is complicated. Yeah. It is. And I hey, I I heard something recently that, you know, we we've we've been talking about the reality that when it's time to craft the final fifty three man roster, all things being equal the guy who's vaccinated is going to be kept. Yeah. And the guy who isn't is going to be cut. That, that's a given now. And the NFLPA is never going to be able to prove it unless there's another Brandon Bean moment where coming out, someone comes out and says, right. yeah, I, I, I couldn't decide between these two running backs. One was vaccinated, one wasn't, so I kept the one that was vaccinated. I heard that, that there's actually some teams considering cutting unvaccinated players before camp yeah. to increase the percentage taking fewer than 90 to camp so you have to the extent that they do have an 85 percent magic number even greater team right reductions and restrictions right maybe you're going to have 80 or 85 players when you go to camp and have some other reason for it but the truth is going to be we're shedding the unvaccinated so our percentage of vaccinated players is higher. i i won't be shocked i you know i, I don't know remember early last year I think we had this conversation a little bit before training camp, the same thing, because I had had a few coaches last year who were dabbling with that idea. Not that, of course, anyone was vaccinated, but the fact of maybe we should make the roster smaller just to decrease the chances of as many people being around each other and everything like that. So I don't doubt that, and that does make sense. I mean, again, you certainly, you know, hey, 90 guys at camp, that's great. You can get away easily with – Oh, if we got 90 guys here and 75 are vaccinated, you you could dispose of the 15 and certainly still make camp go and not have really an issue, especially with the way the practice rules are now with no two-a-days every day and, you know, limited contact and things like that to where you could. And I would think some coaches are seriously going to think about that for sure, Mike. And also only three preseason games, except for the Cowboys and the Steelers who play in the Hall of Fame game. You got fewer reps, live reps that need to be handled yeah. by guys on the roster. So uh, keep an eye on that possibility. And and again, there will be some other reason for it. It will not be we are just shedding unvaccinated cargo from the roster, but that will be driving it at some level. And, and maybe that's the benefit of not being fully transparent about who's vaccinated and who isn't. Then it won't be as obvious 
to us who would be saying, hey, they cut seven guys today and all seven of them come from the unvaccinated player list, even though there's definitely going to be some of that going on. All right, let's take a break. A guy who had issues last year complying with the COVID protocols as it relates to wearing a mask at all times during games. John Gruden spoke to the media yesterday for the first time in a long time. We'll talk about some of what he had to say when PFT Live continues right after this. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. Justin and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Uh, the expectations are rising now. You know, we, we proved that we can compete in the AFC West. You know, we proved we can win on the road. And now we've got to prove we can... Uh, win at a much higher level and uh, we got a great schedule we got a very difficult schedule open the season so be smart with your time and and uh, continue to train like a champion I like how John Gruden paused when he said now we've got to prove that we can win at a much higher level yeah I think he he didn't want to make any statement right no but I think he knows where the wind is blowing here. And it's not going to blow him out of Las Vegas based on this year. He's just got to be careful the checks that he writes now because what he's thinking is now we got to prove that we can make the playoffs, not that we can win at a much higher level. Now's the time to qualify for the playoffs. Right. This ascension, this grad, if, if you want to be optimistic, if you want to say glass half full or glass 25% full or wherever it may be, they're building, but they still three years of Gruden, no playoffs, no playoffs, no playoffs. Getting close this year isn't going to be good enough. They got to get to the playoffs this year. And that's where, that's where he self-edited himself, Chris, and, and revised what he was thinking into something that would not be tantamount to writing the check. We got to get to the playoffs this year. Yeah. Well, the, the pressure's there. The expectations are there now. I mean, there's no avoiding that. You know, you, you said it right. It's year four. I mean, hey. From who? 
but who who where's the expectation and the pressure from? Well, is it from Mark Davis or is it from someone else? No, it's really Mark Davis is the only one who matters. No, you're right. He's the only one that matters. But but Mark Davis is also not like clueless here too in the fact that he can feel and if he's got any sense of like society that the Raider fan base is antsy. I mean, all you got to do is go on social media, just look at Raider stuff, and you know it's all over the place. You think he I, does that though? Well, I don't. I think if somebody would keep keep him aware, and he's maybe watches the news and has people like aware of him of what the talk and chatter is around his organization. So yeah, I mean, you're right. There's not like big time pressures from Mark Davis, but if it continues this year into, you know, a losing season or a year that doesn't get to the playoffs, he's going to hear the chatter of like, oh, 10 years, $100 million, four years, he was still not in the playoffs, four years and the team still hasn't got better, any, all of that. And then that's going to start so. to put the pressure. I don't think it's this year. No, I don't, I don't think, think it's this think... year either. It's going to, but this year is going to start it to where it gets real for next year. That's, that's, I guess, I think, is what I'm saying. Yeah. The, think about it, though. They had that brand-new stadium, and not a single fan was in it last year. This year is going to be party time in Las Vegas. Yeah. This year is going to be fill the stadium. And, yeah, there's going to be fans of other teams. There people are going to be flying into Las Vegas to see whoever the visiting team may be in a given week. But people are going to be coming from California to see the Raiders as well. They're going to sell that place out. It's yeah, going to be right. a good time. It's going to be a lot more revenue for a team that needs the revenue. I don't think Mark Davis is going to be all that caught up in playoffs this year. I Look. I've said this before as well, so it's not going to get me in trouble, I assume, to say it again. Mark Davis and John Gruden are George Costanza and Tony, the the hunky boyfriend of Elaine, where George was smitten with Tony. Mark Davis was, is, and I presume will continue to be smitten with John Gruden. They're buddies. Is he going to fire his buddy? Is he going to tell his buddy to step off? Tony doesn't get told to step off. Tony tells other people to step off. And until that dynamic changes, <laughs> until someone intersects himself or herself between Tony and George, a.k.a. Mark and John, John Gruden's going nowhere. This, I, I mean, I, I hear you. You're saying a lot of things I agree with. I get it. You know, but, but to me, this is the last free pass year. This is the last free pass year. I do think if we go into year five and it's been four years previous to that of we haven't done playoffs or anything like that, then Mark Davis is going to at least his mind is going to start to think about that a little bit, you know, and and yeah, you know, I understand John Gruden. He's polarizing. People love him, hate him, whatever. He's certainly like the face of the franchise of the Raiders and everything like that. But it is Vegas. Listen, I, Vegas, the last time I checked, people still love to go there, get drunk, spend money, do everything, and go crazy and party. They'll fill that stadium up no matter who's the head coach. I don't, I don't have any doubts about that. But getting back to the football team itself, where it's weird, right, at least to me, is it's year four, and I, I don't know. It's just like it was a little bit of a, I don't want to say a, a rebuild, but there was a, a refurbishing of the team here this offseason to where we kind of were like, hey, they're going in this direction. Okay, they got to do this and all that. And it's like, wait, they're getting rid of the O-line, and they still got work on the defense. And the, the roster itself, I just don't think, is still where Gruden would want it to be, at least from my standpoint, sitting here looking from the outside looking in. Uh, we're going to hear a little more from John Gruden, but but I, I can't move past the Tony and George dynamic <laughs> without sharing with you, Chris, and everyone else my absolute favorite line 
from that episode when George explains his fascination with Tony. Says George, he's the first cool guy I've ever been friends with in my whole life. <laughs> you know, it's a different world when you're with a cool guy. He's not afraid of anybody. You should hear the way he talks to waitresses. He gets free pie. So I just, <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so anyway, um, all right, let's hear from John Gruden about the changes they made to the roster, the big changes on the offensive line and elsewhere as they try to get better. More from Tony, a.k.a. John Gruden. Well, I'll have to see when we get to camp. Obviously, we like it on paper. We think uh, we've made some, some changes that are, you know, in some people's eyes uh, questionable, but – we're, we're younger. I think we're faster. I think we do have more depth. And um, it's hard to update that, that question right now without seeing everything in pads at full speed. Yeah, hey, look, you know, they're, they're, they're trying. They're trying to get better defensively. They are. They're trying to make the offensive line better. They're trying to make the receiving core better. There's only so much you can do in any one offseason. And I think, look, I this is another one I've said before, so – um, why stop now? This is the Mike Mayock is on notice year. This is not the John Gruden is on notice year. Okay. If, if, it, if they don't get to the playoffs this year, I think Mayock's out. Not, not that they're going to find anyone better than Mayock to come in because it's not the easiest job in the world to fill. Sure. But I think this is the this is the May last year was the Paul Gunther out. Yeah. This year is Mike Mayock out. I think last year was almost Mike Mayock out, and next year, I don't know that next year is John Gruden out if it doesn't work. But he's inching closer to out uh, if it doesn't if it doesn't turn around this year or next year. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm with you there. I can't disagree with that statement. I mean, we just talked about you know the roster where it is. There's been some swing and misses. You know, yeah, that'd be the easy guy to blame there. I, and listen, I still think it's weird that Gruden wasn't in the room with the first pick of the draft with Alex Leatherwood. He wasn't there. I, I don't know. That's just weird to me. I, I, the, the, like, you sensed something, though, didn't you? I don't want you to talk about anything that you're not comfortable yeah. talking about because we've communicated about this right. somewhat. The dynamic you sensed a little bit. there may have been something There was a little riff, there. right. That was kind of the rumors I was hearing around the NFL. There was a little riff about the pick or some disagreement there in the, in the first round. So, uh, again, I've heard that from people that you know I really trust, but I did find that odd. There's no doubt about it. We, Like you mentioned, we've had some swing and misses here in, in the draft, and uh, I'm, I'm – I'm, I could certainly see that being the case. Things don't go well. Team doesn't perform all the way, the way it should, or Gruden's expectations that Mike Mayock becomes a scapegoat uh, to a degree, fairly or unfairly. Uh, but there's just a lot unfairly. of unfairly. Yeah, Gruden's I know. running that Gruden's show. Gruden's running the show. I get it. I know. I know. I don't know what their you know power ratio is or how much Gruden you know how much leash he gives them or trusts them. I don't know. I know. You're right. It's Gruden's show. So ultimately, it all does come back to him. But yeah, there's a lot of question marks. Offensive line, see where that goes. You know, defensive line, yeah, you got Yannick and Gakwe, that's good. But I mean, the interior part of the defensive line is still a question. You got some young talent in the secondary, but it's like Abrams is all over the place. Trayvon Mullen, the corner, he's been kind of all over the place. You know, they drafted a safety in the second round this year. The receivers. Trayvon Merrick, right, from TCU, who to me is even a little, you know, I thought that that's a dicey pick. And then the receivers and everything like that from the from the year before you know, haven't quite 
been what we expected. So there's a lot of like unproven commodities and young talent that just haven't flourished yet, let alone now they're putting together a different offensive line of guys that they like, obviously. But like Gruden said, they got to get out there and see them in pads before they can figure out who's going to be where and what the starting five is going to be on that offensive line. Assuming, as I think you will, that yeah. John Gruden is in charge. Right. That, you know, the nine years he spent kind of hovering over the league, he may come back. Is he going to come back? When's he going to come back? He finally comes back. He swoops in with the 10-year, $100 million contract with the Raiders, de facto in charge of everything. Three years in, give him a, a grade, a fair grade, not not great inflation, but but a real grade of what he's done so far. I'm going to... I think fair. I'm going to say B minus. B minus is probably about. I was, you know, B minus C plus is about where I was. C plus. C plus. Th- thinking, thinking. The grade right that Ralphie there. got on his theme about uh, what he wants for Christmas. Yeah. C plus. Th- I was thinking C plus. Yeah. Well, you know, he, he's he's wired. He's wired his quarterback and got Derek Carr where he wanted him to be. There are some positives certainly on the offensive side. They became a force a little bit on the offensive side of the ball to a degree, but. You know, as we saw, their defense couldn't stop anything. And that, to me, will be also a huge thing to watch. You know, the fact that they got Gus Bradley, you know, back, back, you know, Gruden's got him back because they were together in Tampa when I was there. Gus Bradley was there. I do think that's going to be, you know, a, a positive for the defense as well. He's one of the better defensive minds in football. Nobody can coach the Seattle scheme better than Gus Bradley. He invented it. So that's where, you know, I have some hope for – one, they know what they're doing on the offensive line and what they did with letting certain guys go and knowing what they got come up in the ranks. And that the, that Gus Bradley will get some of these young guys that we talk about that have been all over the place, finally getting them to look the way they should look or the way they want them to look. But, but that's great. Why not put the Seattle scheme in place when you get hired, though? Gruden was all fired up about Paul Gunther because he was bringing that Mike Zimmer defense. Yeah. So, you know, I, I it always amuses me when – you know, something doesn't work, the person directly responsible for the thing that doesn't work gets poop canned. I almost said the other word. But the one who decided that's what we were going to do, eh, it's all well and good. Yeah, and, know. you know, we, we rattled off the numbers of John Gruden's record since winning the Super Bowl his first year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And 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 I, 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 know I got them all hot and bothered, according to the things you've heard, when I pointed out a very fair comment. Anyone else, the last three years with the Raiders – would be on the hot seat. Anyone else would have potentially been fired after the 2020 season. Three chances to get to the playoffs, and you don't get there, and you're not showing significant improvement, and you're in charge. Plenty of other owners would have turned the page. And it's up to Mark Davis at the end of the day. But, man, it, it really it's, – it's, it's great work if you can find it. In a competitive field like that, zero-sum game, winners and losers, 25% turnover every year. If you can get one of the jobs where the owner is going to tolerate failure to miss playoff over and over and over again, that's a pretty damn good gig to have. Yeah, well, I, I know. But, you know, he has a history here with the franchise of, of success. You know, you can say what you want. Yeah, Tampa wasn't all great, but he still did win a Super Bowl, went to playoff appearances, and there's a personal relationship with the owner. There are. And, I mean, listen, I, I think the, when he took over the team, yeah, it was a it was the understanding he had with Mark Davis. It was going to be a total rebuild. He didn't like the current state of the roster. He wanted to get it to but where he why? wanted. Why they had 
just been I know just been 12 and 4. No, yeah, a few years before that, I understand, but he felt like that One year before that. Well, they weren't 12 and 4 the year before he got there. No, 26 12 and 4 2 years they before that. They were 12 that. and 4 in 2016. Right. They were 12 and 4 in 2016. Obviously they weren't going to fire Jack Del Rio and secretly hire John Gruden in his 12 and 4 season. Yes, it was the they 6 12 and 10 and the four, next year. And then the next year, right. they 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 yeah. he decided he was finally going to bring John Gruden. Hey, listen, I don't know Jack Del Rio. Yeah, I don't know if he deserved to get fired. But either way, Gruden took over and he he must have shared his vision with 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 Mark Davis, let alone listen. I, I do think that the Raiders had cash issues too. Come on, that's no secret. And the fact that, hey, he came there thinking he's probably going to have Khalil Mack on defense and some of these other guys that they couldn't afford to keep because they couldn't pay them. So that also has to be taken into account, I think, and at least give a little credit to Gruden. But he obviously wanted to do it one way. He had a vision. He's told Mark Davis, I have to do it this way because I want to play this way on offense and defense. They're getting better. But, yes, we haven't seen the results as quickly as we'd like or what's really kind of commonplace for this day and age in the NFL. It's usually quicker than three years, and that's where we're questioning it. Well, again. Yeah. We can talk about it all we want. All that matters, all that matters is whether and to what extent George decides he's had enough of Tony. They're going to go to the playoffs this year? What's your your gut? What's what's meatballs? They don't – pasta say you, do i think they're going to or yeah. do i think they have to no well no going to because i think we too early yeah too early too early to tell because you got three good teams in the division i think the broncos are going to be better you got the chargers who are on the rise if they stay healthy and you got the chiefs i would at this point say they're no. not going right but but there's still a lot to be decided all right let's go ahead and take a break we got more pft live for you right after this Hop, hop, hooray. Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone, plus spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 